Well, the Lord is indeed great. Anyone else? I know... <clears throat> I, you know, when you hear, and I'm not... Uh, I'm not being critical of, of our of doctors or whatever. I, I think we are all in this stage. We don't know what's going on and we're and yet that's what's amazing about the presence of the Lord, as she said. It weaves a mat that carries us, gives us peace in the time of a storm. There's just a peace that passes understanding. And uh, it doesn't mean that you cannot be honest about where, what the doctors have said and where you are. But it's that sense of, Lord, um, we're calling on you. Psalms 91st chapter, starting at the first verse. I started this Sunday morning and I'll try to jump through to get toward the end of it. I know there's really not much left, but it said, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And what a privilege it is to be able to find a secret place in the presence of the Lord. And people can look at you and and feel like, you know, well, you ought to be falling apart. You ought to be stressed out of your mind. You ought to be fearful. You ought to be... And it's just like the presence of the Lord can come over you and find that shelter or that presence that will undergird us in the time of our stress in the time of you know um, what we're going through and and I I I want you to hear me say and I know um, I've I've listened and watched and looked at and 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 listened to reports and you know they they talk about global warming and how there's going to be more uh, you know tornadoes and more hurricanes and more uh, high temperatures and more fires in California and and there you know it's going to you know people are going to have to start moving north in the next 10, 20, 30 years because the south's going to be too hot. And I saw an article today where somebody was upset because President Obama is a member of a foundation that's building a seawall out in Hawaii over in front of his property and they had been told no more seawalls. But, you know, they said, well, it would destroy the beach because of the high high rising water anyway so let me just let me be honest with you it, it's, it doesn't matter who it is or where it is or what it is folks are doing what they can and I, I was reading this article and it said you know this foundation got approval uh, for a 3.5 million dollar seawall to protect the oceanfront property in front of where President Obama wants to build his house and I'm going to tell you something. You can't protect yourself enough from whatever's coming, whether it's a pandemic, whether it's rising. Oh, I'm going to tell you, the only place I know is to dwell in the secret place of the Most High under the shadow of the Almighty. That's the only place I know. You may say, well, 
I, I uh, you know, and, 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 and he used the word dwell, you know, to inhabit, to sit, to marry. And what a privilege it is to be able to dwell with um, the Most High. Uh, the four names that were mentioned there, two names in the first verse, uh, Elyon and, and Shaddai, uh, El Shaddai, um, the God of Most Powerful, Almighty. And then, of course, the second verse, and we, we know about it. It, it. The second verse said, I will say of the Lord. And that's a hard thing right now. It's hard to control what I'm talking about. And that's why it's important. You know, I know you can listen to whomever, you know, you, you like to listen to, whether it's a podcast or Facebook or whatever. And I, I'm not against all of that. But at some point, you got to start talking about the Lord and what God's doing and what God's done and what God's able to do. If you're not careful, you can talk more about the global warming or climate change and more about pandemic and more about economy and more about political issues and to spend all your day talking about that and forget to say Lord you're still great and greatly to be praised I will say of the Lord he is my refuge and my fortress my God in him will I trust because uh, you know if you're trusting, and I know, I, I understand. Well, you know, I trust the science. I trust the doctors. Well, it doesn't give me a whole lot of confidence when they are honest with you and say, we do our best, but we don't really know why it's doing what it's doing. Oh, hallelujah. I'm glad I can trust the Lord, aren't you? And in, in Him I will put my trust. And again, two more names of the Lord there. Whenever it says Jehovah, the God of the covenant, and then the Creator that is there. And so when you stop and think of what David was writing prophetically. Then the third verse. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. And that means from a net. You know, uh, a fowler uh, is, is, does anything he can to trip a, trip a bird up and to, and to snare the bird and to catch him in the net or the fish. And I, I realize that we are, are living in an hour in which, you know, I, I think the devil is doing everything he can to overwhelm us in every way that it can and and try to catch us and and you feel sometimes like man why did I fall for that and yet I know that he is able he is uh, not he didn't say he might deliver me from the snare of the fowler it sometimes he'll deliver me maybe he'll deliver me he was very adamant surely he will he will keep me from those that are that the spirits that are trying to get me and engulfing uh, sense of calamity or perversity or plague and you know what <clears throat> you know I, I'm here to tell you that in the midst of all of this uh, that's the only answer I know is that the Lord will keep us in the under the shadow of his wings and that's what verse 4 says he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall the shadow that you could find and the wings but it was what those angels cherubs were over the mercy seat and I'm thankful that when I get under the wings of God I feel the mercy of God in the midst of whatever I'm going through 
It just seems like when I get into his presence, he is there to be merciful. He is merciful. He is gracious. He is kind. Oh, and that's why Paul would say, let us come boldly into his throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. What a privilege that is to be able to feel you know, the mercy of God that covers all the stuff that we've done. He is a shield. He is a buckler. And then, of course, uh, verses 5 and 6, when it says, Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night and uh, night terrors and things that happen when you you know you're sleeping and I, I maybe you've not ever had them you know here you are resting and man wake up and your mind's racing or your heart's racing and you don't know what's going on I'm telling you you can you say well can I call the doctor absolutely but I'm not going to be afraid of that why because somehow I still know I'm in the mercy of God or the arrows that fly by day. And the arrows are those, those attacks that come out of nowhere. An arrow, you know, whenever the soldiers would shoot arrows, they would, you know, they would shoot them way up in the air and all of a sudden drop down on the soldiers. And, and just out of nowhere, bam, you get hit. And I don't know if you've ever felt those kind of attacks or not. Just out of nowhere, it seems like, you know, you're not thinking about it, doing anything, and all of a sudden, boom, you get hit with some thought or some emotion or some feeling. And David said, I will not be afraid of those, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness. And I, I think... You know, we're seeing a pestilence that is in darkness, meaning we don't know what it is. We don't know how to deal with it. And the, and the medical profession's doing their best. And I know, you know, we're, you know, they'll say, well, we're, uh, in, in fact, you know, the, the, the doctor today, he said, he looked at me and he said, well, do you think you had COVID? I said, well, possibly. He said, well, we can do the antibody test on you today if you want. And I said, well, what do you think? And he said, well, I don't know what good it would do you because we don't know how long the antibodies will last. I mean, if you got it. And I said, well, what are you saying? He said, I don't know what to tell you. And, and he's not, he's been in practice. I've been going to him for years. This is not some, you know, rookie out of med school. He said, it's up to you. I, I probably wouldn't do it, but I don't, whatever you want to do. He said, because if you got the antibody test, you know, that may mean that you're good for another day or it may mean you're good for another month. I don't know. I said, well, all right. Thank you. It's a pestilence that's walking in darkness. You know? And so he said, don't be afraid of it, nor of the destruction that wastes at noonday. And so here it is, day and night, that we have this sense of, Lord, we know, you know, that you are able. And and I know I, know I, I talked about what, you know, Gideon and his whole sense of uh, the Lord... Uh, talking to Gideon and basically uh, having him, uh, you know, he he was he didn't even know it was the Lord, and yet it was uh, the Lord was going to bring him down to the bare 
bones where there's no one else that could have answered but God. And I think God's been doing that to some of our folks around here. Is bringing us to the brink of, guess what? It had to be God. It had to be God. And so, hallelujah. Lord, show yourself strong. It has to be you. And we're going to... We're going to hang on to that. Then in the 7th and 8th verse, A thousand shall fall at thy side, ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh to thee. Only with thine eyes thou shalt behold and see the reward of the wicked. And I, I realized, and I mentioned Sunday night, Revelation the 6th chapter with just the four horses that we know that are coming death and destruction and war and all those things not to mention the seals and the bowls and all these things I want to tell you something we've, we've seen one pandemic imagine if we also had to deal with an asteroid hitting and burning up grass and burning up trees and all of a sudden the water around the world a third of it being no drinking water huh? You say, well, this, I don't want it to be any worse, you know. And everybody I hear, you know, says, oh, 2020 is the worst. Can't wait till we get through it. I hate to break the news to you, but we're just seeing what's going to happen when the church gets out of here. We're seeing a foretaste of the confusion, of, of the uh, not knowing what's going on. And you say, well, is it the Republicans' fault? Or the, Let me tell you, this old world is fixing to rock and reel like a drunk man. Yes. And you think, well, you say, well, we're, we're there now. And I'm not saying that to scare you. Look up. He said, you're seeing the reward of the wicked. And, and I want to tell you something. I... And I know, I don't, I don't want to make, it's us tonight and those watching online, probably not very many that, you know, they, they understand. But, but you, you just take one thing. The Bible is very quick. My dad and I were talking about it the other day. The Bible says that God hates those that shed innocent blood. And how much innocent blood has been shed around the world? In my lifetime. And you say, you from abortion to abuse to, huh? How much innocent blood? And so, you know, when you read Revelation and you go, oh God, why, why are you doing all that? Let, let me just tell you, the Lord is totally justified. When it comes time to pour out the bowls and open the seals and the horses to ride through. I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm not asking for any of that. I'm asking for the grace and mercy of God. Right now, hide yourself under the mercy of God. Get yourself under the grace of God. Hide under the shelter of the wings. Why? Because there's going to come a time when the Lord is going to say, it's absolutely enough. The door is shut. Now, I'm going to... Yes. Oh, hallelujah. Anyway, Psalms 91st chapter. He said in the ninth verse, Because thou hast made the Lord, you have to make the Lord your refuge, your most high, your habitation. There shall no evil befall you, neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling. 
what, is, what, is, what does he mean? You mean you'll never have problems, you'll never have persecution? No. But I'm going to tell you something. And I, I'm, I am here to say it to you as emphatically as I can. COVID, heart, none of that. Cancer does not kill a child of God. Amen. You listen to me carefully. <laughs> Doesn't mean we can't have COVID. Doesn't mean we can't have a heart problem. Doesn't mean I can't have cancer. But it's not taking us. Why? Because no plague is able to destroy a child of God. The Lord is the one that says, all right. Yeah, I will let that one go. I will bring home that one. That's one of my jewels. But let me tell you, that it, it is not that those things are greater than the spirit and power of Almighty God. At any moment, God could step in and He could say, Enough! I'm going to give you a new heart. Enough! I'm going to knock that cancer down. Enough! COVID is not... You say, well, why didn't he do it to everybody? Well, I, I, I don't know. But you know what? He's God and I'm not. I keep praying for him to do it for everybody. I don't, and, and what I know is the Lord does not want anybody to perish. But he also said, precious in the sight of the Lord. And you read, that's in Psalms 116, and you read that chapter. I don't, you know, you say, oh, praise the Lord, it's not precious to me. I'm, I miss, I, I'm, I'm left alone, I, I weep, I mourn, and I know we've, had, we've lost. I've preached some funerals, and I don't like it. And yet, I want to tell you something. God is able to turn every situation. I can tell you how He's doing it. Sometimes I get a chance to, to see it. The Lord shows us, wow. This is maybe why the Lord allowed this to happen or that to happen. I, sometimes I don't get to know why. Sometimes I don't understand. But what I do know is no matter what anybody else meant for evil, God, all things work together for good to those that love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. Not some things, not partial things, but all things work together for good. So what are you saying? I, I stand on his word. It's going to be alright. I don't know what it's going to mean but it's going to be alright. Why? Because I am making the Lord my refuge my most high. He is all powerful. He is almighty. My habitation. So in the ninth verse where it says there he says he is my refuge. What does that mean? He is my shelter. He is my trust. As Psalms 108 says it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes and I want to tell you something in this hour you know I don't know where your confidence may have been in the past but let me tell you where it's basically in God or I don't know where you're going to get confidence right you say, well, I have confidence in the doctors. Well, praise the Lord. Well, I have confidence in the political system. Praise the Lord. Huh? Well, I have confidence in, you know, the NBA, the NFL, the college football. 
there'll always be, you know, people rooting for the Buckeyes. That's where my confidence is. Well, guess what? <laughs> They're not doing it now. <laughs> I, I, I turned... I don't remember Saturday or Sunday or something and I don't know which stadium I just was going through and, and they have paper cutouts in the, some of the stands maybe that's, maybe that's everywhere had paper cutouts I'm thinking good lord I had Muppets you know so what are you saying The Lord is my trust. I'm going to put my, I'd rather put my trust in the Lord than in the confidence of man. <clears throat> Let me go on. He said, because thou hast made the Lord thy refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. <clears throat> Psalms 46, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed and the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea though the waters therefore roar and be troubled though the mountains shake and the swelling thereof Selah, it means stop think about it read it again what are you saying no matter what's going on in the world no matter though the mountains are removed though it seems like the earth is shaking and the waters are roaring and there's my refuge, my trust is in, my strength is in God. That's, that, you know, Brother Rogers said to me the other day, he said, we are, I think we're seeing one of the greatest revivals, revival, not harvest, but revival, meaning people are all of a sudden, we all, you know, it used to be, you know, okay, just to be candid with you, and I hate to, maybe be this transparent but I, I have gone to Madagascar and I've gone to Africa and I've gone to you know into Malaysia and, and, and to Singapore and the Philippines and I've gone to some some third world countries where you know you prayed for your daily bread you couldn't go to the doctor If something happened, it was, oh God, touch. And we hear of the miracles that happen in the foreign field. Well, let me tell you something. It's almost worldwide now. Yes. Oh, you say, well, we can still go to a doctor. I agree. Ask Brother Collins about it. They may say, well, no, you got COVID, go home. We don't know when we'll let you back in. Oh, you need a, 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 a bypass, but we're not sure when we can do it. Huh? What? Oh! <laughs> what are you saying, Pastor? <laughs> Go with me. I, Sister Vicki helped me out today. I, I didn't get to make it by. I don't know if they'll be there when I tomorrow. But texted me. Aldi's has toilet paper and paper towels. <laughs> you say, well, hallelujah, I, I'm going to get a, I, I can go to Walmart, I can go here, I can get my loaf of bread. And I, I don't know, I may be reaching the point where I say, Lord, 
Give us this day our daily bread. In fact, we still, it reminds me, uh, ask Brother uh, Larry Ninover, I think we've got food over there in the freezer. If somebody needs some or wants some, they'll, we're still trying to get rid of some of that. You know, why? Because we weren't able to have all the dinners and all that. But you know what I'm saying is, Lord, oh, well, thou hast made the Lord my refuge anymore. I think more than ever. Uh, you know, he said, for he shall give his angels charge over thee. Uh, here it is. The angels charge over thee to keep thee in all of your ways. He, they shall bear thee up on their hands, lest they dash a foot against the stone. Stone. Oh God. You remember that verse? Does it sound familiar? The devil quoted that verse, trying to tempt the Lord. You know, the devil has a great way of taking everything out of context. And you remember the angels charge over thee. Remember whenever the servant of Elisha said, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We're all, here they come. They're going to kill us. You remember what the prophet said? God opened his eyes. Let him see the angels that are round about. Oh, I, I, I'm going to tell you something. I, Sister Huey mentioned, I, I, I believe, I can't get to the funeral. I can't get to the, hospital beds I can't get but you know what that's what I've been saying Lord dispatch the angel of the Lord dispatch your presence why because I know they're there the angel of the Lord encamps around about those that love him and fear him and keeps the commandments what are you saying Lord we want you to have a complete control the devil tried to entice the Lord to try to test God or to try God into doing, you know, trying to, to tell Jesus, you know, you should jump off this temple because didn't he say he would catch you? And I, and I, I, I guess my point in all that is when you, when you look at this verse and you understand this was, he said, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. And the Lord had been quoting Matthew. Uh, he had been quoting the word in Matthew, the fourth chapter. And in fact, there was a, there's a little bit of a distinction. And I, I don't, I don't want to overwhelm you with too much here. And I know my time is, is going. But when you read what Jesus quoted, he quoted out of Deuteronomy. And whenever... Um, he responded in in Matthew 4 and 10. Now this is where, you know, the enemy had tried to say, oh, be foolish, act stupid, and just expect for the Lord. That, no, we're not, we are not at all allowed to be foolish. You know, well, I'm going to, I'll drive 100 miles an hour and he is going to give his angels charge over me. That's right. And he may say, well, a fool dies before his time. You know, and that's why we, you know, we have here and we tell folks, try to maintain distance and have a mask and do whatever, and that's fine. We're not asking anybody to be foolish. But by the same token, what I know is, you know, it's out there. It's real. 
Some of it, you, you can do your best. You don't have to be foolish and yet still get COVID. You say, well, I'm going to stay home. Well, you can get it at home. I mean, say, well, I, I, I can stop. Anyway, here's what Deuteronomy 6.13 says. Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God and serve him and shall swear by his name. Jesus quoted that, but he reworded it. He said, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall thy serve. Now what are you saying? When you reverence God, that word fear in Deuteronomy meant to, to be in awe of God and to worship God. And Jesus understood that. That's why he said, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him and 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 uh, him only shalt thou serve. So when you realize that in the Old Testament, when it says fear, many times you can insert the word worship. So when Psalms 34 and 7 says, The angel of the Lord encamp round about them that fear him and delivereth them. You know what that word could say? The translation, the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that worship him and delivereth them. So why do I raise my hands? Why do I worship? Because I'm saying, Lord, send your angels. I want to get into your... You say, well, it's not. it doesn't matter whether I worship or not. Jesus knew. Hey, devil, I want to tell you, you're not going to stop the worship that belongs to Almighty God. And no matter what the reports are, no matter what comes our way, it's not going to stop me from worshiping. I will worship Him. I will praise Him. I will do all that I can to lift Him up in the midst of all of this. The 13th verse, Psalms 91 says, Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder. Now here we are wrapping it up. You're going to put the lion and adder under your feet. I don't even like looking at a lion. I don't want to get close to a snake. But what is he saying? It's going to come against us. But we're going to have to keep walking. And the young lion, he goes even to the dragon, which is found in the book of Revelation. They hadn't even talked about a dragon until you get to Revelation. What are you saying? The devil is like a roaring lion. He is like a dragon in Revelation. And, and remember whenever the 70 came to Jesus and said, Lord, devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan falling from heaven like lightning. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And it goes on to say, and nothing shall by any means hurt you, notwithstanding in this rejoice not. Don't rejoice in that, but rejoice that the spirits are subject unto you. That's not what makes you rejoice, but rather rejoice because my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Oh, I know. We feel, we feel the power and the victory. But what we have so much to thank God for is that one day He died on the cross and I'm able to rejoice that one day He wrote my name. 
Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. This is why then in the 14th verse, and I know 14, 15, and 16, 14th verse, because he has set his love on me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him up on high because he had known my name. If there was ever a time to know God and love God, it's in this hour. Because when we do our part by responding to God's love, then God is able to lift us up on high in a moment. You can be in the lowest spot. And all of a sudden, as you begin to know the name of the Lord and worship, it can just feel like you're caught up into heavenly places. For a moment, we get ushered into the presence of Almighty God. And here it is, last slide. He shall call on me, and I will answer him. And I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. When we call, he will answer. May not always be the way I want him, the way I think I need. But he will answer. The Jim Hoskinson said call 911 he said reminded me of a song Charlie Edge and I only got to sing one time here Royal Telephone y'all remember that oh hallelujah Central's never busy always on the line what are you saying at any moment I can call call him up call him up tell him what you want what are you saying I I know, we, we, we sang some of those old songs. What it, it's just getting into the presence of the Lord. I am so thankful. What a privilege it is. Oh, what a privilege it is. Let's stand. Hallelujah.